on poetry and the meaning of Christmas. Now, strike that, because we don't really want to discuss the meaning of Christmas. It is too risky. To discuss faith and religion in the times that we live in, and both you and I know the times that we live in, in times that are moving backwards. Yesterday I could swear I saw a river flow up the mountain, the rain vanish back into the clouds, and a sparrow slowly unravel her own nest. Things moving backward in time, in painful steps. I picked up a book from my shelf, and it read, "I should be glad of another death, rather than see alien people clutching their gods, but no longer at ease here in the old dispensation." They say they must return to their places, these kingdoms. Do you remember that one? That poem is "Journey of the Magi" by T. S. Eliot, reversed in time, read from end to start, line before line. Doesn't it make sense? I should be glad of another death, rather than see alien people clutching their gods, but no longer at ease here in the old dispensation. They say. they must return to their places these kingdoms because you and i both know the times that we live in ts eliot wrote journey of the magi as part of the aerial poems which were these bunch of christmas cards that faber wanted to sell to celebrate festivity yes christmas cards you remember those i don't i am extremely forgetful actually i don't remember much of any of christmas Maybe it was the winter and brain got too numbed to save any memories. We used to snuggle up mostly at my grandmother's place in front of fire. Our feet would freeze through our socks and the hair on our skin would stand erect as if in anticipation for something, something that I can't remember. I am extremely forgetful, perhaps genetically so. But my grandmother, her um now she is the most forgetful of us all. So every night at winter she would start a story but forget how it will end and every night at winter we will hear a different story but which all started the same once she started a story while weaving her marigolds she always used to take quite long to do that there were so many some small some large some yellow some orange some mildly so some with a few leaves broken some with the stems still attached as if in remembrance She wouldn't try to arrange them first or sort them by some order. They were marigolds, and marigolds are equals, unlike us, unlike in the times that we live in. So my grandmother started stories while her tying marigolds, and the longer it took, the longer the stories were, because at least next morning there would be fresh flowers at the temple. This temple, Upper Hillock, Ramshila, was now mostly in ruins. There were no idols inside. The walls had chipped off, and the water dripped down from the roof and puddled in the courtyard every monsoon. Sometimes people would worship that puddled water. Sometimes people would fear a flood. Walking back home from the temple, she would buy some more marigolds. There was this vast expanse of land with farms and farms of flowers, where Ramshila ended and Mula Tola started. You would find bazaars of flowers and incense and candles and itris and janamas. The lands and the bazaars that we grew up in were secular. Their names were all kinds of mixed. Hasnabad came next to Hanuman Nagar. 
Durga Mode was followed by Irfan Chok. All these names had different stories, or perhaps just different endings, but the exact same start. Perhaps someone else too was as forgetful as my grandmother. So my grandmother would tell us these stories while she was weaving marigolds. And I wanted to see the marigold farms, so she will tell me a story about those. She once told me a story about how a flock of pigeons stole the flowers at night. She once told me a story about a misbehaved wolf that made sheep trample the flowers. Another time, a story of how the marigolds fought a flood to save the day. And I would just sleep, listening to these, distracted. Forgetting that I had wanted to see the bazaars. Sleeping in snatches with the voices singing in our ears, saying that this was all folly. I remember that I would just sleep through the winters, till I no longer could. Almost always waking up to the sounds of Aarti from that distant temple. To the sound of hawkers, to the sound of temple bells, to the sounds of people offering marigolds. Over the years, getting louder and louder. One winter, they decided to renovate the entire structure. I can't remember which year it was. People say it was the same year that floods had come. Replacing numbers with names of disasters creates a bad calendar. But yes, I think it was the year that floods had come in. And perhaps that was why they wanted to renovate the temple. They did not want the puddles from the temple to aggravate the situation add to the floods, make disaster control even more difficult, and let it destroy our secular roads and their religious names. Or perhaps it was the year of local elections. So a large platform was made, speeches were given and speeches were heard, marigolds were now used on mortals. My grandmother had long stopped weaving the garlands, but flowers were brought from far and wide for a large arti, so were stones. One stone to be worshipped, few stones to repair the roof, and few stones perhaps to build new roads. New roads are often required if you destroy the old ones. I'm not sure what happened to the old roads though. I don't remember. I never saw the bazaars or the marigold farms. I don't remember waking up to find her weaving her marigolds. I remember her telling me the story that the marigolds have lost the battle to the floods. A newspaper article read, Unhinged flood destroys 25 acres of marigold farms. A thousand flowers trampled. No, let me remember that correctly. An unhinged flood destroys 25 villages. Thousand flowers trampled. It was a thousand lives. I'm sorry. An unhinged mob. An unhinged mob destroys 25 villages. A thousand lives were lost. They say we must return to our places, these kingdoms, but no longer at ease here, in the old dispensation. We see alien people clutching their gods. This episode of Flatline was written by Amrita Sukriti, voiced in artwork by Meetavya Dak and music and production by Charu Talk. This is Flatline and we are sorry for destroying your Christmas. If you are looking for some hope and faith, do read the aerial poems, especially The Journey of the Magi, which is a beautiful poem about seeking the birth of Christ 
and witnessing the birth of a new religion amid the fragments of older faith. But while you are reading, please also read about the Bhagalpur riots of 1989 on which this episode was based. It is quite a relatable story for the times that we live in. A cold coming we have of it for a journey and such a long journey. The way is deep and the weather sharp, the very dead of winter. Happy holidays.